my husband has Parkinson's, and so uh, as his Parkinson's progresses, he falls. So to get a 200-pound man up off the floor, well, you know, that that's hard. So I can do that. I can help him. Now, depending on the position that he's in, um, you know, sometimes he can help himself more, but I can do that. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Karen Freeman. I just turned 75 about a month ago. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and currently live in College Station with my husband and around the corner from our daughter and her family, uh, which includes four grandchildren. Yes, very busy house over there that you get to see often and be a part of. Yes, yes. Which is so cool, you know, I mean, one, happy birthday. I know we worked out on your birthday, so 75 years old, doing CrossFit. I mean, this is kind of what I would say is my dream is to be you and be going to the gym and working out as hard as you do at 75 years old. So. I kind of want to go back in time and kind of say, where did it start? Um, where, you know, when you were, I guess, growing up, what year were you born? 46. Okay, 1946. So um, at what point did you start actually wanting to, was health a big thing at the time? Was eating healthy exercise? What was the culture like at the time? Well, um, in Chicago, there's mass transit. And we never had a family car. So you walked to the grocery store, you walked to school, you walked to church, you walked to the library, you, you walked to mass, you know, to get your bus or the subway or, so you were always walking. Um, you know, you were outside, people joke about it, but you know, you go outside and you come in when it's dark to eat. But you know, you're always riding your bike or roller skating or ice skating or outside, not not inside. Um, Activity was just a way of life. Right. There was not, you know, when you say mass transit, is it just buses? Is that kind of what you're speaking right. about? Right. Mm-hmm. So everybody didn't have a car like today. Right, right. Wow. And so for you, um, even if it's cold, like it would oh, be, right. because Chicago gets really cold and right. snowy. and snowy, yeah. And you would still go out and play and oh, yeah. or walk wherever you needed to go. Right. That idea for people, I think, you know, we reference that sometimes in different uh, conversations, but like walking to the grocery store for people is like, what? <laughs> right. And in Europe, that's kind of standard. You walk all over, mm-hmm. you know, you visit Europe and you go to the little grocery store. You don't go to the big grocery yeah. store. So at what age did you, did you play sports growing up? Um, did, uh, dance, did ballet and tap and, you know, that sort of thing. Not until high school, I played volleyball in high school. Okay. And was Uh there any kind of uh, fitness associated with the sport? No. Mm -hmm. Not really? There wasn't an emphasis on it? No. Uh -uh. So at what point in your life would you say that there became this um, emphasis on exercise? 
probably um, when I was living by myself after high school, college, and just needed something to do, you know, other than just going to work and coming home. And yeah, home. and I'm curious, so, did, did did things change in that, we'll say, 10, that 10-year 10 period, 15-year period from, you know, the 50s to the 60s to the 70s, or was it just like, oh, I want to start going to work out, like this is something I should do to take care of myself? Well, and I think probably started running um so that was probably because folks were running you yeah. know so. it was kind of like today right right yeah people run for exercise right so what was your first um distance did you just go out for a couple miles oh, or yeah yeah just recreationally just, right and right, then right. and then did you keep doing that for a while yeah <clears throat> but not You know, not for a long time. And I'm trying to think of, um, you know, going to the gym or when that all started. I don't, I don't really know. Just kind of happened. Yeah, you just kind of ended up there. What was the, when, what, what can you recall being like that first gym experience? Like, what did the gym look like? Oh, awful. You know, (laughs) you, you go in and you see, you know, all of these machines and weights and, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, and somebody takes you around and shows you everything. And then the next time you come back and it's like, okay, what did they say? What do I do? Were there personal trainers at the gym? Was that kind of a thing? No. uh -uh. Uh, No. Aerobics classes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Step step classes, jazzercise. yeah, Yeah. Whatever. And did you embark on any of those? All of them. All of them? Uh, yep. So what would you say was the one that you know you enjoyed the most or that you actually committed to the most? Um, there was one, and I can't remember what gym it was, but I, was, um, I, I did a lot of startups when I was working, and so I was in Atlanta for about a year. And so um, there was a gym close by, and they had a class that was a combination of, like, step, and then they had weights. You used a bar and weights, and so that was that was fun. And there were a group of us who would, ladies, that would do that. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was Yeah, and that was enjoyable. And right. did you feel like you made progress in your fitness? Right, yeah. I yeah. just, I always felt good when I went. Yeah. So... Was your um, goal, or what was your goal at that time, if you had one? Just just to do healthy. something. Yeah, just, just to, to do be, something. Do something. Um, and what age were you when you were doing that? Oh, probably in my 50s. Okay. And then, so that would have been 90s-ish, right? Ish, right? And mm-hmm. then 2000s. And then we met at the Aggieland Fitness Dome. So did you move here at some point? I don't think we met at Aggieland Fitness. I think I st- when you were across the street. Oh, at the or right here, right. just across the street. Right. So what brought you in that first time to work out? I was doing some of those classes in the morning. What do they call them? Um, I can't remember. Anyway, you'd get up early in the morning and you'd go to a boot camp. Yes, yes, with, yes. With yes. Jamie. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes, that's right. So, and your yeah. daughter was doing them too. Were we all doing them together? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. So, what led you to even come to the boot camp or start the boot camps? 
just because I needed to do something. I don't know if somebody told me about it or, you know, the time was good, sounded like fun. It was a good group of people. So so it sounds like there's been like a common theme of being active and right. fitness in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious because some people don't have that common theme in their story, right? Where, where did that come from or where, where's that desire been rooted in? Well... My my mom died right before she was turned 99. And the reason she died was she had two bad falls. So she was, which she just couldn't recover from. But she was very active, very, um, didn't really have any health problems, um, always dressed nice. She lived in assisted living because she just needed a little bit of help. But was mentally was very sharp, um, you know. When she was ninety six, she started learning Spanish because she wanted something new to do. So mom was always doing something, you know. If it was golf, or if it was bowling, or I, I don't know, any something. She was always doing something. Yeah, and that so. inspired you to kind of do want to model that. Right. Yeah. You know. No, that's a great, I mean, that's, I love that she started learning Spanish, you know, at 96 and, um, I mean, to live 99 years, how much, so for you in your, you know, being drawn to activity, how common is that with friends that you have or people that you know your age? Oh, it's not, Hmm. you know, they, they look at me and they, they think I tell them, okay, well, I start my day, I get up and I go work out and then I come home and, you know, do the regular things. And it's like, oh, how do you do that? And it's like, well, I just feel so much better when I do it. Um, you know, the our grandchildren are 14, 11, 9, and 5. And I do Taekwondo with all four of them. Um, so it's just, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's something that I really enjoy. I think the grandkids, you know, when I go and, and like, I, I just tested for my third degree black belt and the five-year-old was, yay, you know, so <laughs> yes. uh, it was just, it's fun. Yeah. And you're instilling in them what your mother instilled in you, right? Which mm-hmm. is, it's good to stay moving and be active. Right. So um, how much has structure been a part of that activity like how important has that been to you just for example the boot camp or even the taekwondo or crossfit like how would you attribute having some structure guided assistance to exercise how important has that been oh it is and and um i tell myself well i could just work out at home well i wouldn't you know and i didn't and I don't, uh, you know, so I need, I need somebody to, to help me so that I'm doing things right. And I don't, I don't want to injure myself. I don't want to do something so that I can't do anything for a couple of months. So it's very, to me, it's important to make sure that I don't injure myself. It's hard, harder to heal as you get older. So, you know, coming in and having a class and they have it set up so that you warm up and then they they're watching and making sure what you do and then you know cool down or have the accessories so i i just really like it and 
if it's because I'm lazy, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're definitely not lazy. So the boot camp would have been, I'm thinking 2007, 15 years. Right, right. So that would have been about 60. Now, some people listening to this podcast are like, they're probably 60 or or thinking, I'm not going to go do a boot camp. Or at the time, was that kind of a just gradual step in fitness or was that kind of a big step for you to go and do this outdoor boot camp at 5:30 in the morning well i had been doing um something kind of a boot camp in the afternoons over at what's now bachman park yes there was a f- fellow i can't remember his name who who did a bunch of stuff and we'd do crazy stuff and, yeah uh run around and then I don't know if somebody introduced me or I saw an advertisement for the boot camp. It just sounded yeah. Like so you fun. had already kind of been doing a boot. And the reason I asked that right. question is because for some people, you know, boot camps are not as popular as they were at that time. I right. feel like in two thousand five, six, seven, oh, especially yeah. in this town, for like five years, it was the thing. Right. That that is kind of not the same. But when somebody hears boot camp, it it sounds really hard to them, and for you, even if it was before going to ours, you went to the other one. Was that a hard transition or was it when no. you went out there, it was, you know, not as it was just the same thing that you just described. A person leading you, right. guiding you, right. making sure you don't get hurt, doing things at the appropriate level. Right. Yeah. So the um, describe to me that boot camp with Jamie. So it was 530 in the morning. Right. At right. Elwise Park. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, you know we'd do speed ladders or we'd do uh, what are the the dips on the benches or you know step ups on the park benches or I don't think we had I don't think she had any equipment really no, other than yeah. the the speed ladder probably yeah and then that they were they were usually broken into six week segments yeah so mm-hmm. we do them six weeks at a time. You obviously enjoyed them, you know, mm-hmm. so you continued doing them. And then at what point did you transition into the what the time was the studio across the street? Right. Well, Jamie, they moved, didn't they? Did. they? And somebody, one of the other trainers from here took uh, over the took boot over. Camps. Correct. And just mentioned CrossFit. And it's like, so I started looking into that. And it's like, well, it sounds crazy. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, we had, uh, I don't know if you would, you, maybe you probably do, but Mary Perry, no. and she had it married, uh, but she had helped out with the boot camps, and then Doug, who was the one that originally kind of took the CrossFit lead when we started in CrossFit in 2008. Uh, um, yeah, Doug, and, and then Doug and Mary were dating, and uh, then they eventually got married, and they're still married today, um, but when we came back to the gym or to the studio across the street, Doug was the one that kind of started leading the CrossFit classes in the morning. Okay. Uh, So we only had, we only had, you know, at the time it was, this is kind of anybody who's listening. Now we have eight classes a day and CrossFit is a big part of what we do. But at the time I wanted to, I didn't think CrossFit was going to be the main class that people wanted. So we had spin class. We had kind of a yoga class. Um, We did, uh, kind of a full body total body pump class and then we had a crossfit class and we had all these different classes and crossfit was monday wednesday friday at 6 a.m right and tuesday thursday at 4 30 p.m and that was it and uh and we did that for the better part of like a year or, or 
through till, till 2009 when we moved across the street of H-E-B on Texas and Holland. Mm-hmm. And that was when I asked Darren, I said, hey, I really need somebody to kind of take the lead on this CrossFit thing and we're going to move it in this other location. Can you do it? And so that's when we moved across the street to H-E-B and opened the second location. But you had started when we were here. Right. Well, I did my on-ramp at the H-E-B Okay, one. Texas and Holloman. Yep. How was that experience? Oh, it was intimidating. You know, it was like, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. You know, what is all this stuff? I remember the first time rowing is like, I'm going to fall off this thing. This yeah. is no way. And it was so. all very different from boot camp. You know, that's right. It, it was oh, a, yes. It, could you describe that a little bit? Because I think sometimes when people are doing like a boot camp and they think even today, oh, it's just like CrossFit. But it's really oh, not. No. How are not they different? Enough. How would you describe the boot camp you did with Jamie and with the other gentlemen? Right. Yeah. I Looser. I, you know, I don't know. Less structured. So the the movements were pretty different. You know, to me, the movements in CrossFit have a purpose. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a way to do them rather than just whatever you want to do. How was that learning curve? Because I love that you're sitting here so many years ahead of the first day, but we're remembering back. I mean, just thinking the first time you got a barbell and did a hang clean or... (laughs) Oh, I just remember, I, you know, how, how long did it take before it sunk in as to, okay... What does a hang clean mean versus a clean, a power clean? You know, it's like, oh my goodness gracious! So all of these terms—it's uh, almost like probably your mom learning Spanish at ninety-six. Oh, you know, you're right. learning a whole new language with exercise, right? Oh, different definitely. From anything you'd ever done before, right? So what um, what did you love or like about it? What was it that kept you wanting it? Because you're Just, still doing it. I mean, this right. is, we're talking almost 15 years. Right. The variety of movements. So, you know, sometimes you do the same workout. You know, we do Murph every year and and uh, what's the other? Filthy 50 and, uh, you know, some of the, the regular yeah. regular ones. But other than that, they're just all so different. So... So you love, you enjoy the variety. Yep. Um, what would you say has been some of the the most uh, beneficial physically components of CrossFit for you that you've seen from 60 to 75? Oh, well, just the, the, my general strength and, and well-being. My husband has Parkinson's, and so uh, as his Parkinson's progresses, he falls. So to get a 200-pound man up, off the floor well you know that that's hard so I can do that Mm. I can help him now depending on the position that he's in um, you know sometimes he can help himself more but I can do that so um, you know that's good I can lift up our well not so much anymore because max at five is maybe 50 pounds so i can still lift him up but you know to lift him up and or when he right our our grandkids and you know when they come running at me to give me a hug i don't fall over or they you know yeah so it's just the natural strength and movement of life that life demands right 
And so um, you mentioned earlier how injury is something that is not good, right? And we want to avoid it. In the almost 15 years of doing CrossFit, have you ever experienced that? And what were the, describe those experiences? Oh, I did. One, t- one time I was doing a, uh, a back squat with somebody that I hadn't done back squats with before. And so, and didn't really, wasn't that aware of my ability and weight and put more weight on the bar, you know, and so got hurt and uh, got laid up for a little bit. So anyway, so that helped me to, okay, what, be more aware of the weights and what I can... How old were you at that time? Um, Probably in my 60s, so... Yeah, and and that's important because I think we... And I say we because I'm included in this as we'll call it athletes, right? CrossFit mm-hmm. athletes, um, members. We mature in our understanding of our bodies. That's right. kind of what you just, just told me. Is right. said, you know, you were obviously training with somebody or a coach maybe who wasn't aware. And sometimes you know more than the coaches about you. Right. And, and when you have somebody who's been in CrossFit for, we'll call it, I mean, really over five plus years that person probably knows more about themselves than a new coach would ever know. Mm -hmm. You know, a new coach can, yes, guide you through movement, and a good coach asks questions and makes sure that we can, you know, this shouldn't hurt you. But I think that as we evolve in CrossFit, we learn so much about ourselves. Mm -hmm. What else have you learned kind of going in, like let's just say today, we had front squats programmed, and, you know, you were on the bike, and kind of give give us an idea of like what goes through Karen's brain when she sees the workout and how is she going to get a great workout, but also not get hurt. Right. And, um, I've, I've had a knee replacement and still have issues and, uh, had several surgeries after the knee replacement. So I have limited mobility in one, one knee. And then the other one, you know, is just old. So <laughs> what can I say? And, uh, so anyway, have been squatting to a box, which really helps. So it's like, okay, how much how much weight do I put on? How am I feeling today? What do I have to do tonight? Like I have Taekwondo tonight for two and a half hours. So okay, I don't need to, you know, I can't kill myself because I have other things to do today. So, you know, just look at the workout and see how I'm feeling and so what, yeah, I love that. That's a great answer. And, and my hope here is that somebody listening can kind of, for a second, just kind of get a perspective from someone who's been doing CrossFit a really, really long time and understand like how to define winning in the gym. Because I would think, and I'm not, I'm just going to say this kind of uh, assuming that you're not defining winning by how much weight you're lifting you're not defining winning by uh, your time on a workout, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that in the early part of CrossFit, for a lot of people, and personality probably has a lot to do with it, they get caught up in some of those oh. things. So how can you speak to that? Like, what do, what do you define winning by, and, and uh-huh. how do you sustain this consistency? Well, and and having gone through, I don't. I was talking to somebody yesterday 
one of the workouts and it's like yeah we were getting ready to do the workout and it's like okay what and i can't even remember yesterday's workout but um it's like the row 750 meter row for five oh yeah oh that was awful (laughs) the last one was bad but you know how hard do you push because and i know the first one i went out way too fast on the first time and it was like oh okay you know, by the time that you get, and I was on the bike, so it was 1,500 meters. So, by, you know, by the time you get to 1,500, by, to 1,000 meters, it's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. So, really slowing down. So, how hard do you do so that you can function the rest of the day? You know, I've, you know, I, you get caught up in the moment. And so, you just, you go and you go and you go, and then you go home and you can't walk for the rest of the day. So you you just have to be aware of your body and and do what is reasonable. Not you know. No, that's know. you said. What you just said, and I can re, I can say it in a different way, but it's hopefully to repeat it in a way that people listening can understand. Is crushing yourself here is not always the right thing, right? Oh no. But sometimes that's what people think. That's the what we whatever what we're supposed to do. And if you come up here and you give a thousand percent, you go home, you have nothing left for anything else. That's not really effective. Right. <laughs> so having what you're saying is, you know, like having an idea of what intensity should be for you. Right. Mm-hmm. That intensity for every person should look differently. And, you know, CrossFit Level 1 talks about intensity. And, uh, and it's not just about intensity every single day you come in. Because what you're saying is you can still get a great workout and not lay on the ground and feel like you gave everything you had. That ultimately the the over intensity should be your consistency in the gym. Right. Because if you coming and laying on the ground and being done isn't going to bring you back tomorrow or the next day, it's not good. It's not worth it. Yeah. What would you say over the um, all these years? Because you're very consistent. I mean, you come every day. Yes. Yeah, you're in you Saturdays too. I mean, right. you're, you're here six days a week. <laughs> right. Um, what would you say is this a part of it? What you just said, kind of like moderating intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things that have drawn you back in? It could be discipline and willpower, but kind of share some of that. Oh, I I just feel better when I come and I work out on a consistent basis. And my husband will tell you that I'm a much nicer person when I <laughs> when I come on a regular basis and and work out. So and has it always been like that? I think we're since we've retired and we spend more time together, we're yeah. just more aware. And how old were you when you retired? Sixty-five. Okay, so you worked out pretty regularly before that. Oh yeah. And so what time was your early morning was your prime six time? o'clock, right. 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then you transitioned to eight or has it just been always in the morning? It's always been in the morning. And it's really funny because it hasn't been too long since I started the eight o'clock class. One day I woke up and it's like, why am I getting up at five o'clock? I'm retired. I don't need to do this. So <laughs> I can sleep in. Yeah. And, and uh, now you've built such a strong habit that you just, it's, you know, like you said, I start my day with a workout. Right. Um, so over the years, you've talked about like Filthy 50 and Murph and, um, what would you say are some of those workouts that, that you would call, you love to hate them or, you know, any Um, particular movements or. 
It's the is it the bear complex? Oh, the bear, yes. Oh, that's awful. Yes, yeah. And I think one time we did that, and it was there was running in between. Yeah. And that was yeah, that was awful. Then next week we have what is kind of like the bear with dumbbells, which is the man makers. Oh. Which are very like they're kind of that exhausting. Right. But the bear the bear complex is very hard. And you've done Murph multiple years yes. now. Mm-hmm. So when you do Murph, what is your kind of what? Is, how do you program it? What is the your you're on, you're on the bike? No, I've done. I've just walked the, you just walk the, mile. the mile. And right. then do you do ring rows? Mm-hmm. And then push ups and squats. Right. Right. 100, 200, 300. Right. And then go back for the other right. mile. Wow. I mean, I I just think that's so great because so many mm-hmm. people use age as an excuse. Right, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's really awesome, Karen. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition. I mean, have you uh, adjusted that over time? Is that been- oh, yeah. And uh, never really did. And, you know, early on in, in Chicago, we had a garden, and so there was always lots of fresh things, and, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of fast food growing up, and, uh, you know, so you just ate healthier I think um, and not as much processed food if if any at all, you know um, but I don't remember it was after I started CrossFit and I don't know if y'all had a challenge something you know a lot of times we in gen- all the time yeah right. and so I think I did one of the challenges and realized and it was paleo Mm -hmm. focused and what a difference it made and I actually lost like 35 pounds Uh, you know so um, anyway I've been doing pretty much paleo since that time okay so so this is you know again for some people they don't know what that means because we don't use that word in crossfit as much anymore so describe to me some of the actual things that were changed in your diet Gluten and dairy were big. Um, you know, some of the things that didn't aren't as big a deal, beans and corn and, you know, sugar and alcohol. Um, but gluten and dairy has just made a big, big difference in how I feel. And I can tell when I don't eat right and come to do a workout. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know. Yeah. You can just tell. 35 pounds. I mean, that's so amazing, right? Just right. From removing some things that your body's not responding right. very well to. Right. Uh, and you obviously maintained that and kept, kept yeah. it off and felt better because mm-hmm. of it. Um, and how, when you say, you know, I love that you kind of refer back to like when you were growing up, it was the garden and this and that. Describe to me and your, this is kind of just your opinion, how nutrition has evolved and completely transformed from Karen growing up and even college to today? Well, um, I think because of how I was brought up, we never, you know, don't eat fruit juices, don't have colas. I mean, that just wasn't part of my life. And Mm -hmm. so it has never become a big part of my life. So, yeah, I'll have a Coke or, you know, and yes, I drink wine and, you know, enjoy over the holidays, enjoyed, 
everything that the holidays have to offer and, yeah. and didn't feel guilty, but I didn't go crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, our kids, they'll talk about it because they, they do, you know, we grew up or, you know, I taught them. We had lean meats and fruit and vegetables and, you know, that's what we had around the house. So how, how would you say exercise complements nutrition? So like oh. your consistency in exercise, how much does it influence your eating habits? Oh, because I, I don't feel good when I don't eat right. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just all, it just all goes together. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you've kind of followed the CrossFit games as kind of shifting gears, mm-hmm. uh, kind of as a fan, right? You've, uh-huh. you've over the years, uh, and I'm curious at what point we used to make a big deal about the CrossFit. I mean, this was back in when you were doing right. CrossFit, it was like, I, w- I call it now normal people used to be able to make it to the CrossFit games. Right. So like, you know, you would compete in the open trying right. to go to the CrossFit games. So at what point did you start following the sport of CrossFit? Oh, I don't know. I think it just naturally comes. And and depending on what's going on in my life, whether or not I follow it as much as I would like or not as much, you know, so it just... But I think it, that is a little different today in the normal person getting into CrossFit. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like not everybody follows the sport like people used to. Right. You know, and I don't know if it was because it has gotten to be professionalized and further reach from the normal gym member um and the gyms aren't as into that you know regional right uh, you know it's like hey we're here because we're trying to send a team to regionals right but um i feel like most people don't follow the sport like people used to early in the in the day i would agree i know when regionals wasn't was it in san antonio or austin and i went it was like gotta go yes gotta go that's right um, no. So you you know you I'm guessing you followed the masters or you've seen some of the masters right. right you know what are your thoughts on that because I've seen them in front I've been at the games and the masters just blow me away. oh yeah uh, to me that would you know that would be my goal yeah uh, so, so anyway you want to be in the masters at the CrossFit Games but I think they need an over seventy category. Yeah. <laughs> Start training now for that. That's right. Right, yeah. right. I mean, that's a big difference between sixty and seventy-five. You're absolutely right. You know, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So right now, so they go. So it starts at thirty-five to thirty-nine, forty to forty-four, forty-five to forty-nine, fifty to fifty-four, fifty-five to fifty-nine, and then sixty and up. Yep. And have you ever watched some of those videos? And oh yes. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll open that division 75 and up. We'll submit you right away. Um, so, you know, thinking through kind of the, the life of your health and fitness and how it's kind of fit, fit nicely into what I'll call your current season with grandkids. And um, in, in somebody's listening, and I'm going to say they're older. I'm not going to say what age that is because they just feel like, oh, it's kind of like, your mother learning Spanish at 96. Nice. Like some people could easily say, oh, that, that ship has sailed. I'm done. You know, how could you say something, specifically how it's impacted your life, that would get that person to think, no, you know what, I can go into a gym. I can start this fitness journey. What would you tell that person? Uh, just to, to start. take that. You've got to take that first step, you know, wherever that is. If it's 
here at you know Boomfit or Gold's Gym or Twenty Four Hour Fitness or whatever they're called in yeah. you know, but um, you know take that first step and and put it in your schedule and commit to it. Have a goal. What do you what do you want to do? I know I signed up for the half marathon, the BCS for next year. Since wow. my knee replacement, I haven't done it. So um, I've done it in the past. And it's like, okay, so my one of my sisters, who's 78, so I got her to sign up with me. So, awesome. uh, so anyway, so. And has she been running, or is this going to no, be a big, no, big change for her? No, it's going to be a big deal. Okay, great. So Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I do want to ask about Taekwondo, because you just said you're a three, Thir- third degree. Third degree black mm-hmm. belt. Mm-hmm. How did that start, and Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, crazy. Uh, when we lived in Katy, one of our neighbor's children were in Taekwondo, and they wanted to quit, and she didn't want them to quit. And so she said, well, I'll do it with you, but she didn't want to do it by herself. So she asked me to do it, and it was like, sure, I'll do that with you. So anyway, so Marilyn and I started, and uh, her children never came back. But we started, and we got our first-degree black belts, and then uh, I continued on, but um, then we moved here to College Station. And as uh, Bailey, our oldest grandchild, was growing up, she would see all my belts in the closet. And it's like, what are those? What are those? And we'd talk about them. And I told her, I said, if you ever want to do it, I'll do it with you. So when she was in kindergarten, one of her friends had a party at the Palmasano's Taekwondo and she really enjoyed it and she wanted to do it so anyway I wow. started started back and she's a third degree as wow. well so. and so at Taekwondo is it similar to like CrossFit where you just kind of modify things or is it just all to one standard well yes and no um you know we have forms there are things that you you need to do and so if it's a jump front kick my jump front kick is not as high or you know i don't jump as high as somebody else but it's a it's a jump front so you come crossfit at eight o'clock and then you go do taekwondo uh tonight i start at 5 30 and how many days a week uh four three or four. four three or four days a week Mm-hmm. And your grandkids are there? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you literally start your day and you end your day with yep. some kind of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a perfect segue to the last question, which is, you know, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. And the core belief there is, and the reason for that title is the purpose of the gym is that we believe when people are exercising, when they're starting their day with a workout or mm-hmm. ending their day with a workout or both, that they're becoming a better version of themselves. And that's the thing that wakes us up every day that makes us so excited to come here and mm-hmm. coach people and welcome new people as they come into the gym. So how has exercise and being consistent with it made you a better Karen? Well, I I think that I just, I can live my life. I You know, I can do my daily activities. I can, you know, I, I'm not a couch potato or, you know, I, I can do things. Yeah, you can do it. What I love one time is I watched a CrossFit video and it's, you know, they use CrossFit as the kind of example, but fitness allows you to express your life the way that you want to express it. Mm-hmm.
you're not limited by not being able to go do a half marathon next year. Right. <laughs> because right. the idea is so intimidating. Well, right. Karen, this is so awesome. This so. is going to be a great episode. I can't wait to get it out. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.